Hello, I'm Melanie Riding and this is the Riding Footloose podcast. These podcasts are also available in video and sometimes written format and can be found at youtube.com forward slash riding footloose or riding2nz.com. Thank you for listening and do give me some feedback. I'm always keen to hear your thoughts. It's hard work being autistic. Okay, now bear with me because I need to put some context behind that title statement. For those of you who don't know, I used to be an ASD specialist teacher until I stopped teaching in 2012. So I already knew that for people on the autism spectrum, the effort needed to appear normal is intense. And when life is stressful, autistic traits are more visible to others. But I've never noticed this within myself with such clarity until now. Stress takes over. It's fair to say life is pretty stressful for me at the moment. I'm adjusting to life with one leg as well as being a single again. I'm also a business owner, which is stressful enough on its own without adding COVID and staff shortages on top of being signed off by the doctor as unable to work for more than 10 hours per week. And rightly so, my I add. Add on to all of that the fact that I am constantly fighting the New Zealand medical and legal services who are constantly putting blockages and barriers in my way, making life even more unnecessary difficult than it already is when they are actually supposed to be trying to make it easier. Top that all off with PTSD and you can get a taste of what it possibly might be like to be inside my head at the moment. The effort required to be autistic. Then we add in the autism and everything else starts to spill over. Normal, everyday things, well, in your view as a neurotypical anyway, suddenly tip into the too hard basket and everyone wants to know why you're being so freaking stressed, why you aren't coping like you used to, blah, blah, blah. If you are autistic and reading this, you're probably not in your head in agreement right now. Let me give some examples of stuff we have to do all day, every day, just to continue to appear like normal humans. Stuff you take for granted if you're not autistic, but stuff we have to constantly make a huge effort on just to get through the day. Do not underestimate the impact this has on someone with autism. When the day becomes too peoply. If this was all we had to do, this would be simple, but it's not, and it never is. Conversations. Working out, number one, what was said. Number two, what that means. Number three, what that might mean in the context of this conversation. Number four, what expressions the person has. Number five, what they might mean. Number six, self-doubt because, well, if we have autism, we're always getting this wrong. Number seven, let's go back to the top and work through this list again. And again, and again. At some stage in this cycle, figuring out what my response is going to be. Number nine, then wonder if that's appropriate. If not, what is appropriate? Number 10, or perhaps head back to number one and start over again. All the while we're doing that, the other person has stopped talking and is waiting for a response, wondering why we might be taking longer than expected. That delay might only be negligible or, if we are tired, more noticeable, but it will be there. You can very quickly see why interactions with other people are simply too exhausting. If we do not know the other person, that adds a whole extra level of uncertainty and effort required. Some days I feel exhausted because the day was simply too peopley. 
What I mean is I had too many social or work-based verbal interactions with us to deal with and my brain is fried or I'm heading for a meltdown. As in complete functional breakdown, not just a kiddie hissy fit. The effort of using and working out language. This might sound totally dumb and crazy, but bear with me while I explain. The English language, quite frankly, gives me a headache. No one ever seems to say what they mean. So, in that hamster wheel above that I have just described, add in a few extra bits where I'm working out the literal meaning of the phrase used, then figuring out what that actually might mean in context of what the person's really said. For example, I'll call you later. To me, that means before the end of today. To most other people, especially Southlanders, that means, oh, at some stage, someday, sometime, time frame undetermined. So when that person doesn't actually call me later that day, it sends me into a meltdown. This wee detail can happen many, many times a day. If I get to it, I'll see how my day is going. At roughly states a certain time, or maybe, to name just a few other examples, we live life in black and white. So if I get around to it, to me means maybe I will, maybe I won't. I'm not going to tell you and you're going to have to wait and guess. See how my day is going? Says to me, you're not prioritising me or my task like I want you to and you don't care about me. Roughly? Well, there is no roughly about time. Time is quite specific and time is measurable. State a specific time and then stick to it. There is no roughly about this. Maybe. Now, this is the word I really hate. I need a yes or a no, a will or a won't. There is no maybe, just the same as there is no try, because the nature of the word itself suggests a ton of effort and ultimate failure or incompletion of the task at the end. Too much noise and mayhem. Autistic people do one thing at once when it comes to social senses. This is the single biggest mistake I see teachers make with ASD. Look at me when I'm talking to you. No, I can listen or I can look. Which one would you prefer? Do not ask me to do both. How I will try to normalise this problem in everyday life is by looking just past the person's ear or just over the top of their head. So my eyes are pointing the right way, but I'm not distracted by looking so I can listen to what is being said. This becomes a ton more challenging when I'm talking to someone I don't know, when there is a lot of background noise or movement, when it's too hot or too cold for me to feel comfortable, when there is more than one person trying to talk to me at the same time. Same deal, I can do one thing at once, so all the other stuff needs to go. I get to a point in the day when my brain is just like, no! And at that point, I need to actually go and sit somewhere quiet still and do nothing to let things calm down. I often do this in the park. I've also started using the focus music section in the Headspace app recently if I cannot find a suitable location to sit and be still. I put my earphones in and listened to one of a river recently. It made it very easy for me to block everything else out of my brain and create some mental stillness. I have to do this at least once a day just to keep on a level and make it through to nightfall. Then this whole damn thing is more challenging again when I'm tired and stressed because other shit has taken up my energy and left me nothing to work with just to get through the day and act normal. It's hard work being autistic. 
Well, hopefully that title statement now makes a bit more sense to you. And at the moment, it just all feels a bit too hard. The stress of the stuff I listed is hard, making working out the world on a day-to-day basis super fucking hard. So, give me a break. I won't just get over it. I'm not just being a bit OTT or overly stressy. Equally, that autistic person in the middle of a meltdown trying to use stimming to calm themselves is also not crazy. Our brains are wired differently, but invisible disabilities often get forgotten in society these days. So I'm just reminding you again in case you forgot. I am autistic and bloody proud of it too because I navigated 42 years of my life with this drama before someone actually took some notice and worked out what was going on. 42 years. Go me. And all those other women who were diagnosed later in life because it's much more common for a woman's ASD to go unnoticed. We spend a significant amount of time building skills to cover it up so the world doesn't notice. It's a shame we feel like we even have to. Thank you for listening. As always, I'd love to hear your feedback. If there's anything you want to add or any questions you want to ask, please do just get in contact. Otherwise, I'll talk to you again soon.